This message was recorded live at the Ark Church in Conroe, Texas. I, I think I did to some of you what, what was done to me. We have been praying. A lot of people have stayed to pray to receive the Holy Spirit. And, and I, I, the first time I ever went to receive the Holy Spirit, I, I grew up in a home. My mom and dad were Baptists. My dad was a Baptist deacon. My mom was very hungry for God. And during the 1970s, the early 70s up until the later 70s, there was a move of God in the United States called the Charismatic Revival. Some of you are familiar with that. And what, what you saw was a move that started, and it started in all the denominational churches. Actually, the move was pinpointed down to uh, some Catholic churches up around University of Notre Dame. And some Catholic priests began to get filled with the Spirit, and so they, they began to spread it. So it got pretty, it got, it, it, but it spread all over the place. You got people from all walks of life. Well, my mom was hungry for God. Wanted, wanted just more of God in her life. And so she, she, uh, she was praying, got filled with the Spirit. And uh, actually, she, she told me it was at a Bible study that she got filled with the Spirit, spoke in other tongues. Was so excited about it, she began to share it with the girls in her Sunday school class at the Baptist church. <laughs> and all these little junior high girls kept getting filled with the Spirit. Well, that stirred things up tremendously. And uh, this was in the 1970s. Uh, Southern Baptists have kind of uh, they've taken a, a lighter stance on that. In fact, they allow their, their missionaries to speak in tongues because when you go overseas, you need all the power you can get. And, uh, but at this point in time, my, my parents were asked to actually leave the church. And so I remember leaving the church. I, I remember thinking, well, here we go. And uh, we're, we just got booted out of, out of a Baptist church in our town. So we went to another Baptist church where mom was told to be quiet. And... Uh, but I recognized something that was very interesting in my mom's life. She began to take us to these meetings. Anybody remember Full Gospel Businessmen's meetings? Full Gospel Businessmen's meeting was, was actually a group of men that started before the Promise Keepers. And it was a, nas a national move. And I remember going to these meetings. And it was kind of, it was, it was unusual because you would walk in and these men would hug you. And I remember they hugged my dad. My dad was not the kind who wanted to be hugged by anybody, especially by another man. And so some guy gives him a hug, welcomes him brother, and it's like, oh, we're on now, bro. It's, it's, it's it. This is going to be it. And I remember how, I remember how it, it was, had some reality to the, to the point where I, I was impacted as I was 13, 14 years old. But when I was 19 years old and made a decision for Christ, I knew I wanted what I'd seen in those meetings and what my mother had. And so I began, I, I was searching and I was, I was asking God, Lord, I, I want to be filled with the Spirit. And I met a group of uh, uh, Pentecostal people when I, I, I was selling books door to door in, uh, in Illinois and Missouri. And I was in Illinois, happened to be knocked on the door and there was a, a group of Pentecostal. Anybody come from a Pentecostal? I'm talking about the United Pentecostal. Yeah. And bless your heart. Yeah. And, uh, that's, that, that's a, that's a, Anyway, I was, uh, <clears throat> they were all, they were all dressed up and asked them where they were going. They said they were going to a meeting. They said they were Pentecostal. I invited myself. They did not want to take me because I wasn't dressed right. I, I was dressed way too casually. They, they took me there and left me and I stayed in the back and, and they asked me to, you know, they, they just like, I think they were really were embarrassed of me because I just didn't, I didn't fit the mode. By, by the way, listen, aren't you glad that we've gotten past the point? It's not how you dress. It's what's in your heart that matters the most. And, and so I was, uh, I was there. And so I was dressed Oh man, I, you talk about a fish out of water. I did, everybody else was, all the men were suit and ties and I had, had my jeans and my shirt and I'm kind of, I'm wearing a hat and, uh, I probably wasn't wearing socks and, uh, <laughs> 
wearing the socks my mama gave me. And anyway, I, I, was, I was there and they, I don't remember what the guy said. He yelled a lot. And at the end of the service, he said, anybody want to receive the Holy Spirit, come to the front. So I came down and they had me kneel on a, con not, even, not even carpet, they had me kneel on a concrete floor. And I kneeled on a concrete floor and they left me there for a while. And then the hold on people came. Hold on, brother. So man, I'm holding. Didn't know really what I was holding on to, but I was holding. So I stood there and I held for a while and the hold on people gave up on me and the let go people came because I was holding on, but now I need to let go. <laughs> so I, I, you know, I just let go of whatever else I was holding on on. And I just, I did that. And I remember I stayed there for a long time. In fact, I was one of the last ones to leave. They finally just, everybody left me. I guess I just, I was hopeless. And, and I walked out and I remember being a little bit discouraged, but I also remember being very intent that I said, I, I said, I'm going to get, I'm going to get the Holy Spirit, which, which is wrong terminology, but when you're 19, who cares? And so I, I was serious. And I ran across a, another couple in, in my knocking on doors. And I'll never forget, the, I went and knocked on the door. They said this couple could pray for people and people could receive the Holy Spirit. And I went back that night when the husband was home. They, they, they sat me down. They read some scriptures to me. They laid hands on me and I received the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues. I was very excited about it. But I felt like I did to you what, I, what was done to me that we prayed and we've kind of done a mass prayer here and, and I've seen people just sit there. And so I don't know if y'all are holding on or letting go or what, but, but tonight what I want to, I want to talk a little bit about how to receive the Holy Spirit. And, I, and then at the end of the service, we're going to do something different because I'm going to show you from the scriptures where it is scriptural that you can lay hands on people to receive. And actually that's how I receive. Someone showed me the scriptures and then they just laid hands on me and I received no histronics, no, I didn't jump, jump up and down, no, no snakes, no box, no weird. In fact, someone said, Alan, you could call this whole series the Holy Spirit without the weirdness. This is no, no, this is, this is no weirdness, but I received. And so we're going to do that at the end of the service. And always we make that available for people that want to stay. And so people that don't, we know we give them an opportunity to go. But I, I want to give you a scriptural basis and a background for this because I felt like I just, I, I honestly, I, I left. I left the other night and I felt like uh, I, didn't, I didn't do right by you guys. So you'll forgive me and uh, let's cover some scriptures tonight. And then at the end, we're going to pray. And, and I really believe this will be helpful for you and, and you're going to receive. Now, a lot of the people, actually, we've, we've had people lined up. A lot of the people that have come up did receive. I've I got to give you a good example. Where's Mickey? Mickey, where are you? Is Mickey not here? Tonight. She's not here tonight. She is. Now, Mickey is... Um, Mickey is 90 and um, she came down last she came down last week she said she, she wanted to receive the Holy Spirit and, and Janet prayed for her and, and she received she's just so happy she said I've gone so long without it and uh, said 90 so right now she's Mickey's got the record 90, 90 years old and, and having received so how many of you know it's never too late because <laughs> if, if you're less than 90, you're a candidate tonight. So isn't that, isn't that, isn't that great? But I, I, thought it was, I thought it was really great. She just came down. She said, I want to receive. A couple of things I, I want to talk. Sometimes people, people mention these things. So, so I, want to, I want to talk about receiving. Just, just shut down some objections if I could. Here's the first one I've heard. People say, Alan, I'm afraid if I pray, I'm going to get something bad. 
So let's, let's look at the scriptures for that. Luke 11, 9 through 13. This is Jesus speaking. He said, so I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you'll find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. He who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. If a son asks for bread from any father among you, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If you then being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? How many of you know that if you're a good parent, your child asks for something good, you're not gonna give them something bad. They ask for, they ask for a sandwich, you're not gonna give them rat poison. That would be horrible. And so the idea is, Alan, I'm afraid if I pray and ask for the Holy Spirit, I'm going to get something else. You're not going to get anything else. That's a scare tactic. It doesn't work. It doesn't happen. And, and, your, and your Heavenly Father is better than that. And so if you ask, you receive. You ask for the Holy Spirit, you receive. It, it's no. So just take that one out of the way. You're not going to receive anything bad. Here's the biggest one I think that people deal with. I'm not worthy to receive. Alan, I hadn't been good. I hadn't, hadn't been a great Christian. I haven't lived a great Christian life. I hadn't, hadn't been perfect. Well, um, Acts, the second chapter, verse 38, Peter, when he stood up on the, on the day of Pentecost, said to them, he said, repent, let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So here's the great news. If you belong to Jesus, you've been made worthy. If you belong to him, you don't have to get perfect. I say, I, I need to clean some things up out of my life. Can, my, can I make a suggestion? Why don't you just come to the Lord and get filled and then let him help you clean some stuff out of your life Amen. instead of you trying to do it all on your own. And so there, there's, a, there's a big help to that. But I think a lot of times people deal with the unworthiness. You don't know what I've done in my past. Listen, when you made Jesus your Lord, the Bible said that his blood washed you from your sins. It's, it's done, it's gone, you were made worthy. If you could make yourself worthy, we wouldn't have needed Jesus, but we needed Jesus and he's the one that made us worthy. And so your worthiness is based in him, not you. It's based in him, not your background. It's based in him, not who your family is. It's based in him. And if you belong to him, then you're made worthy. But people say this, yeah, Alan, I know that. And I know that I've accepted the Lord, but I have made mistakes since I have been a Christian. This is my shocked face. Everyone has made mistakes since they've been a Christian. Even Joy has made mistakes since she has been. I know, it's, I know, I know, it's a shock, it's a shock. And it's not blasphemy, it's truth. Even Joy has made mistakes since she's been a Christian. You say, well, what do, what do I do because I've messed up and I've made mistakes? Listen, don't let the enemy hold your past over your head and keep you from receiving God's best for your life. He will try to talk you out of everything. And you just need to say, no, no, here's the deal. Say, well, what, what happens if I had made mistakes? Here's one of my favorite verses. First John 1, 9 says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. He is faithful and just. Have you, ever, have you ever done that and prayed and you just felt like, ah, I prayed, I, I don't feel forgiven. Do you ever learn after a while it's stop trying to feel forgiven and just accept the forgiveness and go on? One of the best things you can ever do is just say, Lord, you said that if I confess my sins, and by the way, when you confess them, it's not when he finds out about them. When you confess them, it's not he going, oh, really, did you do that? He knows. When you confess them is when you get rid of them. Do you catch that? Amen. It's not when the Lord finds out. It's when you get rid of them. Lord, I confess. I, I'm so sorry. I missed it. 
Would you forgive me? Say, so, well, I'm not, I've, I've done this mistake over and over again. Well, then get forgiveness over and over again and start making progress towards not doing it again. But listen, you can't allow condemnation to run your life. And so you just ask for forgiveness. He cleanses you from all. He says he cleanses us from all unrighteousness. Isn't that good? I've said, I've got kids. You, for those of you who have children, kids can get, kids can get dirty. Kids can. We woke up one night in a motel room. We were doing a family vacation all the way back to North Carolina. Christina was three months old. And we woke up. I woke up because the smell woke me up. You know how sound can wake you up or a bright light can wake you up? The smell was so bad, it woke me up. And I looked over at my little darling three-month-old daughter and she had exploded in her crib. <laughs> and you parents know what I'm, do I have to explain this in graphic detail? You know what I'm talking about. I, I remember, I, I remember, I, and Joy had strep throat. <laughs> Joy, she couldn't even move. She's like, ah, you have to take care of it. So I just... I remember picking up my daughter and I did not take her to the dumpster <laughs> because it's my daughter and I love my little daughter. So you and I did, took her to the bath, washed her off in the bath. We left the clothes and almost everything that was in that little temporary clip. We just left it. There's no sense in trying to take that. We left that behind and, and hightailed it out and never stayed in that motel again. But... Uh, <laughs> But how many of you know that she, just because there was a huge mess did not mean she stopped being my daughter? And just because there was a huge mess didn't mean I stopped loving her? And once she had a bath, she was a clean, sweet little baby. And when you mess up, does not mean your heavenly father stops loving you, but you ask him for forgiveness and he cleanses you from all unrighteousness. And there you are, his, his baby child is clean and sweet as ever cleansed. Does that make sense? So take the, I'm not worthy enough. You say, well, I've missed it. You can bow your head right now and ask the Lord to help you in that. So as we talk tonight, let's, let's talk a little bit about receiving the Holy Spirit. I think some, some people say, well, I want to get the Holy Spirit. No, you just simply want to receive. I'll read some scriptures to you. John, the seventh chapter, Jesus said on the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out saying, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water but this he spoke concerning the spirit whom those believing in him would receive. That word receive. For the Holy Spirit was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. Holy Spirit, when Jesus spoke these words, he had not gone to the cross. He had not taken, he had not taken his blood before the, the, the Holy of Holies in heaven. That's in, in the book of Hebrews. It talks about he appeared in the, in, the, in the Holy of Holies for us. He brought his own blood and it cleansed us. Jesus was not yet glorified. The Holy Spirit was not yet given. But we see that the Holy Spirit actually has been given in Acts, the second chapter, verses one through four. The day of Pentecost had fully come. They were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire and one sat on each of them and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So we see that the Holy Spirit had been given on the day of Pentecost. That was the Jewish day. So the Holy Spirit is in the earth. An interesting note is the Holy Spirit gave them the words. He said the Holy Spirit, they begin to speak as the Holy Spirit gave them utterance. Here's one of the things I find people have a tough time with. They pray, receive the Holy Spirit, and then they sit there with their mouth shut. And I know what you're waiting for. You're waiting for the Holy Spirit to come, come just drag you and open your mouth and speak through you. 
And actually it says they begin to speak. Actually, you're, you're the one that has to give voice to it. He will give you the supernatural utterance. But if you don't speak it, it won't happen. Remember we said before, God will never make you do anything. He doesn't make you speak. And so this is why we told the people before, he said, don't ever worry about it, that you're walking down the middle of the mall one time and all of a sudden you're just going to inadvertently just blurt out speaking in tongues because the Holy Spirit just made you do it. He does not make you do it. Philip Wilson, years ago in the 60s, used to have a saying. He used to say, what? The devil made me do it. That was a lie. It was an excuse. But the enemy drives and pushes. The Holy Spirit is a gentleman. He only leads. He doesn't push. So he's not going to make you do anything. So they begin to speak as the Holy Spirit gave them utterance. Now, let me, let me show you just in the scriptures, one of the ways to receive is through the laying on of hands. Now, you know, in the, the first time the Holy Spirit was given, in the second chapter of the book of Acts, you don't see the laying on of hands. You see the Holy Spirit just fell. Here is the laying on of hands, and I'm going to jump down. Carrie, I'm going to go ahead and jump to Acts 19, 1 through 6. Acts 19, 1 through 6, it happened while Paulus was at Corinth that Paul, having passed through the upper regions, came to Ephesus and finding some disciples, he said to them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? He said, we've not so much as heard of where there is a Holy Spirit. He said, what were you baptized? He said to John's. They were disciples of John the Baptist. So Paul said, John indeed baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying to people they should believe on him who would come after him. That is on Christ Jesus. When they heard this, it's like, oh, great. That's good. They were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. He asked them a question. Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believe, indicating it's an option? You don't have to. It's an option. Did you? He's asking the question. If it was automatic, wouldn't ask the question, did you? But because it's not automatic, it's an option. They said, hadn't even heard of it. He, he, he figured out that these were disciples of John the Baptist. He told them about Jesus. They received Jesus. They were water baptized. After they were water baptized, we can, uh, we can very successfully say they're, they're born again. And after they're water baptized, Paul lays hands on them and the Holy Spirit came on them. So we see that the Holy Spirit, the laying on of hands to receive the Holy Spirit is scriptural. Now I'll show you another place. And then we're going to leave a little bit earlier tonight, but let me show you one more place. Acts, the eighth chapter. Carrie, I'm going to jump on you. Go back to Acts 8, 14 through 19. I appreciate Carrie and his team. They move around with me. So it said, then when the apostles were at Jerusalem, heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them. When they'd come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. Samaria had had a revival. Philip had gone down and preached, preached Christ to them. They had a big revival. People were getting baptized. They were all happy. So it, it said, when they'd come down, they prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. For as yet he had fallen upon none of them. They had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then they laid hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. And when Simon saw, Simon was the sorcerer, saw that through the laying on of the apostles' hands, the Holy Spirit was given. He offered them money saying, give me this power also that anyone on whom I lay hands on may receive the Holy Spirit. So we see, we see the Holy Spirit uh, twice in the scriptures. We see that the laying on of hands to receive the Holy Spirit is helpful. So here's, here's what we're going to do uh, just in just a few minutes. We're going to have some people come up here and I'm going to have, these are some of our staff and some of our prayer partners. And they're, they're people who have prayed with people before. We're going to lay hands on you. If, you. if you want to come to receive. Now, here's the deal. A lot of times people come and you go, okay, what'd you come for? People say, well, I have a relationship problem. Well, we can pray for that. But if you come to receive, then one of the best things you can say is, 
I came to receive the Holy Spirit. I came to receive the, or the infilling of the Holy Spirit or the baptism of the Holy Spirit, whichever one you're more comfortable with. And so we're, we're going to go great. We're going to pray for you and we're going to lay hands on you. The Holy Spirit's going to come on you. And then you have an opportunity to speak. Now I would suggest you just open your mouth and speak. Now we're going to clear the room. And so everyone who's up here is somebody wanting to receive, but we want to do everything we can to help you receive. I, I know how it was. I know how I'd left that, that Pentecostal meeting and I was, I was just so disappointed, but I was determined I was going to receive. And I've seen some people like, I'm going to receive. We're going to help you receive. In fact, in a couple of weeks, after every Wednesday night service, we're going to have another, a little class up in the prayer room for people that, that want to receive and have questions. And they're going to do it because we're trying to help. That's all we're trying to do. It's just help. And uh, because we know it's been, a, it's been a blessing in our life, we want to be a blessing in your life if you're interested. So I don't, I don't want any of that. We love you. It's okay. We're good. How I many know we can be big enough to go, hey, listen, you got, a ball, you got all of God you want? I'm happy. You happy? I'm happy. We're all happy. But if you're hungry, if you're saying there's something on the inside of you that says, I know there's more, then what I want you, I encourage you to do is we're going we're gonna to line them up here and you just come down and we're going to lay hands on you and the Holy Spirit's going to come on you. You open your mouth and you begin to speak. So just might as well get excited now. <laughs> now don't, and here's another thing. Don't come up and, 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 and go, if you've got a bunch of questions, If, seriously, if you have a bunch of questions, hang on. We'll do a class in, in the prayer room, not after night of worship. We'll do a class next week and we'll run it through the summer. Fair enough? Yep. So if you got questions, if you still have questions after I preach this thing for 12 weeks, <laughs> I am so not going to be up there because you're going to come ask me a question and I'm going to look at you and lay hands on you. <laughs> no. no. We'll do this, and, and so we'll, we'll, we'll help you. So listen, when you come down, you all walk down here going, thank God I'm coming to receive. Jesus said, if anybody will come to me, let him come and drink. He didn't say come and beg. He didn't say come and plead. He didn't say come and oh God. And just, no, no, you just come and receive. So I've come to receive. Everything that God gives, we have to receive. You had to receive salvation, true? How many, of you, how many of you heard the gospel, but it was a long time before you received Jesus as your Lord and Savior? How many of you, somebody brought you to church and you went to church and you're like, I ain't doing this. And then later on, sometime in life, you realized I need God in my life. And you received the Jesus that you heard about years before you opened your heart and, and received him. Anybody do that? I did. How many of you know you could have received Jesus years before you did? Mickey, who's 90, she came back crying. She said, I wish I'd known about this before. Well, thank God at 90, she got in. Better late than never. But you still have to receive everything God has given. He's given us Jesus. You have to receive him. He's given us the infilling of the Holy Spirit. You have to receive it. So come down, get ready. We're going to receive tonight. Now I'm going to bow my head. We're going to pray. And then I'm going to dismiss everyone that, that doesn't want to stay and everyone who wants to receive, stay where you are and stay excited. Heavenly Father, thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your grace in our lives. Thank you for the grace that gave us Jesus, the grace that's given us the Holy Spirit to be a guide and a, and a leader and a strengthener and a helper and an empowerer in our life. 
We thank you for that gift. We thank you, Father, that just as we were able to receive Jesus by faith, we can receive all that you have for us by faith. And we'll give you all the praise, all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to this message. For more about The Ark, visit thearkchurch.com.